We see the world today heading in the wrong direction. It appears to be spinning out of control. There are many people, including those who know Jesus, waiting for what will go wrong, preparing to brace themselves to hold on during this time, but not planning or preparing or doing. You are created for such a time as this and have a task to become part of the building up of the kingdom. You have a special assignment. Today's message, step into the kingdom realm. I had a dream or it felt like a dream or actually really was a word of God just not too long ago. And right before I woke up and opened my eyes, I heard the words in my native language in Dutch and it said, het uur na de naald is gekomen. And I was like, what? First of all, when you dream, it's usually not in Dutch. It's just kind of, and not in English either. It's just kind of like you see things, but it's not really that you hear things usually. But this time that was different. You sense things, you feel things, but I actually heard literally words. I knew it was the Holy Spirit. But had u na de naald is gekomen. What does that mean? It means the hour after the needle has come. And I was so puzzled, having no idea what the meaning of this was. So that's the moment, the best thing you can do when you have no clue what it is, you know something just supernatural happened, the best thing you can do at that moment is say, Holy Spirit, what does it mean? And what do I do with that? And then the next day, I had a dear friend of mine that called, speaking the Dutch language, and she asked me and said, hey, we have this problem. We have the situation in our church building. There's some big quarreling. Can I get advice? Then that same day, I spoke to somebody else talking about the same thing. And while I'm talking to the second person, God is just unloading on me, explaining to me what I just heard the hour after the needle has come. And as we're starting to read that and we're looking in the scriptures, it's not just in one gospel, it's mentioned in three of the gospels. And while I'm starting to read this, reality starts sitting in. It is in Mark 10. And it says, it talks about the rich man that meets Jesus. As Jesus started on his way, a man came running up to him, kneeling down in front of him. He cried out, good teacher, what one thing am I required to do to gain eternal life? Jesus responds to that. Why do you call me good? Only God is truly good. You already know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not give a false testimony. Do not cheat. And honor your father and mother. For some reason, he did not say in this section, do not covet. But it is right there. And the man said, I already am doing all that. So I'm already doing. The man said to Jesus, teacher, I have carefully obeyed these laws since my youth. Now here is the scary part, my friend. We are so custom to doing things for Jesus. We are so custom to feeding the hungry, taking care of things, helping people out, clothing them. And there is nothing wrong with that. But when is it taking the place of actually functioning in who, could create, who God created you to be and how you actually step into that close relationship with God? Because this man got it. He did the good works. He did what needed to get done. He did function in what he needed to do, but he forgot one important aspect. There was a lack in his heart. 
My question to you is when we're going through this, ask Holy Spirit right now. And I ask for you, Holy Spirit, what is the lack in the heart that is missing right now for our friends to step into that kingdom realm? And this is how Jesus fixed it. In verse 21, Jesus fixed his gaze upon the man. Now, this is really important. With tender love. He did not speak to this man to rebuke this person. He did not speak in anger. He did not point the finger, but he spoke in tender love and said to him, yet there is still one thing in you lacking. Go sell all that you have and give the money to the poor. Then all of your treasure will be in heaven. After you've done this, come back and walk with me. Now, when I spoke to this quarreling church, to a member of the opposite side, in that same time period that I talked to you about a little bit earlier, the moment I brought this up, this person said, Barbara, this isn't this man in the church. It is him. He is the rich man. He needs to give everything away. And it floored me. It floored me that it was pointed out to one person. And the Holy Spirit downloaded on me that moment that this was the church in general. This was the church body because they were missing the mark. There was a lack in them of functioning in who they were created to be for what they're supposed to do instead of pointing to people and noticing other people instead of seeing what God meant by right this section here as Jesus shared. So how do you flip that? What do you do about that? How do you step into that? Because the man was thinking, the church is thinking, a lot of people in the church think today they're doing everything right. They think they're doing everything they're supposed to do, but they keep one important aspect out of that, and that is the Holy Spirit. In verse 22, completely shocked by Jesus' answer, he turned and walked away, very sad, for he was extremely rich. And here is the key, my friend. Jesus looked at the faces of his disciples and said, How hard is it, how hard it is for the wealthy to enter into God's kingdom realm. So what is God's kingdom realm? What is it? The disciples are startled. They don't really know what to do with it. And they respond. The disciples were startled when they heard this. But Jesus again said to them, children. And I get back to that. Remember that word, children. It is next to impossible for those who trust in their riches to find their way into God's kingdom realm. It is easier to stuff a rope through the eye of a needle than for a wealthy person to enter into God's kingdom realm. And the disciples ask next, then who qualifies? Who can do this? And my friend, the next section I am excited to share with you what realms there are, how you can access it, and what it is that you need to do and how to step into it. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
Barb TV is all about you getting the needs met that you have. Satan wants to steal, kill, and destroy your life, but Jesus wants to give you the abundant life. How do we do that? We have guests with stories, and God wants to do the stories again in your life. He wants to change your life, He wants to improve your life, and He wants you to have all the benefits. So I'm hearing these words in Dutch, het uur na de naald is gekomen, in other words, the hour after the needle has come. Then Jesus talks about it, let's just go back there for just a moment, and it says, it's easier to stuff a rope through the eye of a needle than for a wealthy person to enter into God's kingdom realm. Other translations will actually mention the word camel. It doesn't really matter if it's a rope or a camel right now, what matters is that it seems absolutely impossible. But we have a mighty God. So what are these realms? What is the kingdom realm that Jesus is talking about here? Well, there are three realms. I just want you to hear me out for a moment. You have the realm that we are in right now, the realm that we see that blue sky or gray sky or rainy sky, whatever it is above us, that is the first heaven. Then you have the heaven above that, and that heaven is kind of the spirit realm. That's where the the demonic forces, the angels, where that whole spirit world is kind of right between there. That is also where New Age functions in a lot, but I have good news for you. God is bigger than New Age and has more. New Age has actually stolen a lot from Christianity, but here I just want you to focus right now on the kingdom realm, so we're not even going to go there right now. Then there is the third realm, and the third realm the heavenly realm is where Jesus is talking about right now. And that is the realm where the throne room of God is, that heavenly realm, where Jesus is now seated right next to God Almighty the Father. So just giving you a little bit of a concept. Now to help you understand more, is you and I, as I said earlier, have a task here on earth. We're not supposed to sit and see everything go wrong. We're supposed to do our part for such a time as this. So why were you created? Genesis 1, starting in verse 26, talks about that. And it says, Then God said, Let us make men in our image, God is spirit, in our image, according to our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. There's something absolutely amazing that God did here. Because if you look at the beginning here, it said, let us make men. And then it says a little further, and let them rule over. It doesn't say let them rule over other human beings. It doesn't say let them take control after, over other human beings. That's not what it says because God did not create us to take dominion over other people, but over earth. It's over earth. So what he has done, he, has, he is the kingdom. He has, he's complete in charge of the kingdom in heaven, and he has given us, the kingdom of earth, to rule over. So he has given that to us because now we are in charge of the kingdom realm on, or on the realm of earth. 
Now, this is actually a really big deal because we have a big job to do. And there's people that will say there is two-thirds of the angels and only one-third demons. There is such a big God. Why does God allow bad things to happen on earth? That is the typical question that we hear over and over and over and over again. But if you look here, it is God that created the earth by his words. And by his word, he said, we would rule over the earth. So he is not going to step in the way, but he has given us as a responsibility to take charge of. Are you still with me? This is a lot to take in, isn't it? So here we are. We have to take over the kingdom on earth. Now, how do we do that? It says in the Bible how we do that in a prayer that Jesus gives. And it is so incredible simple, but we yet we don't step into it. So let me share that with you. I'm going back to the Passion Translation. And it says it right here. It is actually Jesus teaching the disciples how to pray. Now, our Father dwelling in the heavenly realms, may the glory of your name be the center on which our lives turn. Manifest your kingdom realm. There it is. And cause your every purpose to be fulfilled on earth, just as it is fulfilled in heaven. Now, you're probably used more to this translation. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now listen to this again. This is the Passion Translation. Manifest your kingdom realm and cause your every purpose to be fulfilled on earth just as it is fulfilled in heaven. Wow, a lot to take in. So what we are supposed to function in with prayer by going into our kingdom realm in heaven, in the room that has been prepared for us, that we function on earth as it is in heaven. And when you start to see the authority that has been given to you, <laughs> this is so good. When you start to see the authority that has been given to, do, to you and the assignment that you have been given to function on earth, everything changes. You no longer see everything going wrong with this world, but you start to step into the assignment and the authority and the gift that God has given you to step into this world. But how do you function? on earth as it is in heaven. And actually, Jesus talked about that. He talked about that right before he talked to the man that had a lack. And this is what he said. This is how you do it, my friend. And it is in Mark 10, starting at verse 14. When Jesus saw what was happening, he was told, the disciples told the children not to come to him and sent the parents and the children away. And he said, when Jesus saw what was happening, he became indignant with his disciples and said to them, let all the little children come to me and never hinder them. Don't you know that God's kingdom realm exists for such as these? Listen to this truth. 
I speak whoever does not open their arms to receive God's kingdom. Here is the clue, my friend. I speak whoever does not open their arms to receive God's kingdom like a teachable child will never enter it. So how can you, how can I be a teachable child? Now when you look at children, you see a child make a gun out of a stick. You see a child make a broom sound with a car, that they, a little toy car. You see a girl being a princess dressing up and creating a castle out of a paper box. You see children that have been given the imagination already from God in how to see what not is as is it was. And the most beauty in it is they have already been taught to be into the, the creation mind, dominion mind in how to function. So the first step for you and I is to step into that childlike imagination to start seeing more as what our brain has been untaught in how to think. There's much more to it. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss this. Peace is beautiful. However, finding peace is not always easy. But the result when you get there is life-changing. Are you ready to dream bigger, pray bigger, believe bigger, and live bigger? If you want to break free from dull Christianity and transform to a vibrant, active believer, what are you waiting for? Dare to Believe Big teaches you to believe like never before. It is time to grow, evolve, and expand. Discover four words that can transform your life. Are you ready to build a relationship with God? God has incredible plans for you. It is an exciting opportunity and you can live each day with a high expectation of what God will do next. Don't wait any longer and sign up for your new free membership. Sign up now and get a free gift at daretobelievebig.com. So the message was the hour after the needle has come. The hour after the needle is to step into the kingdom because the man that said no, that had the lack where Jesus was talking to, walked away sad. But it's now for you to step into that needle, to go through that needle and to be willing to expand and to not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you do that? By childlike faith and with that childlike faith to allow you by that childlike faith to allow your imagination to go there and then Holy Spirit will take over and do the rest. You always back that up with scripture if it's accurate and God will take you to that realm. And he talks in John 14, that's where I want to take you next. In John 14, he's talking about that level, that heavenly realm that we're talking about in how to function on earth outside of, inside of the heavenly realm. Then it says, my father's house has many dwelling places. Some translations will say rooms. If it were otherwise, I would tell you plainly because I go to prepare a place for you to rest. When we function on earth, when we run with the world, when we allow the world to take over and be conformed to it, there is anxiety, there is fear, there is struggle, there is tiredness, there is frustration, there's all these things going on, sickness, all this stuff is taking place. But when we rest in Him, out of the heavenly realm, 
we walk into that authority that is completely different because now we have taken dominion over the earth which we were created for to do and when everything is ready I will come back Jesus says and take it to myself so that you will be where I am and you already know the way to the place where I am going and the disciples are saying no we don't we have no clue how to just dump, jump in heaven in this body where we're at right now. And it's in the spirit that this works. Because here it says, Thomas said to him, Master, we don't know where you're going. So how could we know the way there? Jesus explained, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes next to the Father except through union with me did you catch that it's being in union spending time with jesus working in jesus getting to know jesus taking on that childlike faith to know me is to know my father too and from now on you will realize that you have seen him and and here it goes my friend experienced him so how do we step into that well, the first clue or the second or third clue by now that I want to give you is what are the treasures of your heart? The man that sadly walked away, his treasures was his wealth. He did not want to give it up. He did not want to sell it all and let it go. But what treasures are in your heart that you would store in your room in heaven? Some of mine are when the, when the grandfather called on a prayer call through the TV show and said, will you please pray for my two-year-old grandson that is having open heart surgery tomorrow. And later on I found, after we prayed and others prayed too, that the surgery never happened because <laughs> God healed him. That is a treasure, my friend, that is in my storeroom in heaven. And I asked God, can I go to the room? I want to go to the room. It says I can go to the room. Let me go to the room. And I've been there only once so far. And it was white. And it was decorated in my favorite colors, which is a green plants with white. It was beautiful. It was amazing. It was so surreal. It was so peaceful. There was such rest in it. But what other treasures would you have in there? The moment you got saved? The moment you let somebody to God, what are the treasures that you want to be on heaven? And when you start focusing on what you have in those treasures, when you see what you have put in this room, when you start imagining what it looks like, when you read in the Bible what heaven looks like and start studying it, when you step into that and then put in all these treasures in your room, you start opening the gifts and the plans and the destination that God has given you, that God has planned for you to be in dominion on earth while you're here and to step in that authority. What does that include? What does that look like? In verse 12, I tell you this timeless truth. The person who follows me in faith, believing in me, will do the same mighty miracles that I do, even greater miracles than these, because I go to be with my Father. For I will do whatever you ask to do when you ask me in my name. And that is how the Son will show what the Father is really like and bring glory to Him 
Ask me anything in my name and I will do it for you. Whoa, that's big. How do you get there? What are your treasures? What is the kingdom realm? And start functioning, not by what you see here, but what is already planned up there and what you see there. It goes on in verse 21. Those who truly love me are those who obey my commands. This is how you get there. Whoever passionately loves me will be passionately loved by my Father. And I will passionately love you. And in return, and here we go, my friend. And, and I will passionately love you in return and will manifest my life within you. Holy Spirit will come inside of you, function inside of you, and will help you to step into the transformation of functioning on earth as it is in heaven. That's good, isn't it? There's more. There is so much more. But what I want to share with you right now is just that little section here where it says in verse 26, but when this verse 26 but when the father sends the spirit of holiness the one likes me who sets you free he will teach you all things in my name so my friend can I pray right for you right now I know you're hungry I know you want to remember this so what I'm asking you right now to do is if you're capable go on your knees right now I would do it with you but it messes up everything on the video right now but go on your knees right now Lift your hands up to heaven and say, Dear Lord God, show me the lack that is inside of me. Take away the pain inside of me that is holding me back from what you have created me to be. I want to step into my authority that you have given me. Set me free and help me to be a kingdom worker and not a world stuck person any longer Holy Spirit show me how to do that and help me to work from the kingdom realm and to be on earth functioning as it is in heaven amen my dear friend I know you have questions and I encourage you right now call us let us pray with you. Let us encourage you. 855-515-5550 or go to barbtv.org. And how she didn't really see anything till her eyes were opened and everything turned around. It made an impact that changed everything. Pray for us, everyone who's listening, that God will touch the hearts, these hardened hearts of these legislators who are voting for death for our children. But if a woman now realizes, wow, I murdered my baby. There is no condemnation in Christ Jesus, right? But they can take action. They can turn it around and they can send in their testimony and be a voice, become a voice for life.